Alright, take number fucking 447. If you have a vagina and absolutely love making money, pushing your limits, and shattering every fucking glass ceiling that life tries to offer, we are probably soulmates. My name is Courtney Clark. I'm a mental strategist for powerhouse female entrepreneurs, and this is Women Up Top. If you know you've already got the ambition, the drive, and the pulsing desire that sets you apart, then this is the podcast that will speak to your fucking soul to make sure that every single one of your crazy wild dreams becomes your sexy, extraordinary reality. Every week, I'll bring you the guests, thoughts, and conversations to help you reach your massive success, find life-changing fulfillment, and build, protect, and live through your fierce, fearless confidence. So ladies, let's get raw, let's get real, and let's get rich. What is going on, you sexy, sexy ladies? I'm so freaking excited to bring you today's guest. She is the one and the only, the epitome of brains and beauty and a whole lot of grit, multi-million dollar business owner, powerhouse female entrepreneur, and host of the Pretty Rich podcast, Sheila Bella. Sheila is not only a raw, real, and fucking hilarious soul that wears her authenticity on her sleeve, but she is also an entrepreneurial genius and a huge inspiration to women all around the world. She built her multi multi-million dollar empire in just three years and now she is here to talk to us today to tell us a little bit about how she did just that. So ladies, sit back, relax, get yourself in a pen and a paper because this is the kind of stuff you are gonna want to get written down. Let's waste no more time and let's freaking dive in. I want us to dive into all the way in the beginning of your journey because And I mean this with every single inch of love in my heart because now you're a badass, but let's be honest, in the beginning, just before you started building your empire, you are just like a little bit of a hot mess, right? Like (laughs) diving into patterns that were self-destructive, you know, when you were, when you were in your job before you, you started your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, let's just talk about that for a little bit, because I think that people have this perception of you when they look at you now, or people like you now, and they're like, wow, like there's something special about these people. But you and I know that we're regular, (laughs) we're regular and we got there. So let's, let's just get like real and raw from the very beginning and tell people (laughs) about that a little bit, your, your journey just before you started. Okay. Oh man, I freaking love you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm like no different than you. I'm just willing to look stupider. Right. That's that's all it is. I'm just like willing to look. Just I'm just willing to embarrass myself more. I love that. Um. Oh my gosh. There's this like video on YouTube. I don't know if you can find it. Anyway, there's this video on YouTube of me at like a club. And I remember that night. It was at Bardot. Yeah, I remember that night. And, you know, I I had my red lace tight short things out. (laughs) You can picture it. And I was there with a girlfriend. I was just like, you know, trying to do the thing that you're supposed to do to find happiness, right? (laughs) They say that's what you're supposed to do. And so I was just like going to the music and then there's this like camera crew that comes up and then like zooms in on my cleavage. Oh my gosh. And then I'm like, (laughs) just like laughing at it. And then I, they're like, the host is like, darling, what's your name? Darling, what's your name? And um, I was like, oh, um, it's Sheila Ferrari, like the car. <laughs> like, and I mean, I meant it with all sincerity at the time. And then, <laughs> and the host is like, oh, Sheila Ferrari, like the car. Of course, of course. Um, I loved my name. And then I watched it back and I was like, wow, wow, she's fun. She's fun. I like her. You know, I liked me. I knew there was more, but I could see why people would have totally like the wrong impression. I was giving them the wrong impression. I actually thought that playing dumb was like my card. I thought that was my way of getting attention. I really did. I didn't know any better. Um, yeah, it's crazy, right? Because, oh God, I hate saying the word society. Anyway, but society, (laughs) society at the time was giving me attention for that. Yes. 
So I was like, oh, this is how, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't know that. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what, this is the validation I need. Every time I act this stupid or talk this high, like I get people laughing. I get people laughing. I get people like buying me things. So I thought that was my ticket. Yeah. So I I played it up. I played it up. And I don't know, my husband, well, my boyfriend, well, I met him during that season of my life. And I was just a hot mess. I was like, um, I was working um, at a Dylan's Irish pub on Hollywood and Vine, which was like where the, all the hot girls who talked really high worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll fit in right here. <laughs> um, and I just got divorced and I was like dating everyone and everything, you know, trying to find like, are you, are you my soulmate? Are you my soulmate? Are you my soulmate? I don't care. <laughs> I just want to pretend soulmate for today. Anyways, yeah. so my husband at the time, met me at that time and I was that girl I was Sheila Ferrari like the car I was that girl right and that's what I told him favorite thing ever (laughs) and he was (laughs) I didn't want people to spell it wrong anyway so he tells me to this day he was like I knew it He's like, I knew it. I knew there was more. And I was like, I feel, he feels like he discovered. That That is so, that's amazing. Hey, I don't, I don't like, I I really don't take any offense to it at all because I knew what I was putting out there. I knew the vibration I was putting out. I knew the way I was trying to get attention. And, but he just keeps saying like, I knew there was more. I saw through it. I feel like, (laughs) you know, if you were, if you were stock market, if you were like, oh, public, if you went public, I got in early. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Hot mess. I don't know if that tells you, that tells you like just that little scenario, like it tells you like where I was. Yes. Yeah. yeah I hear you. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone needs to understand right now the lady sitting across from me um, has a multi million dollar business. So let's just throw that one in there. And that was okay. like what, like you built that in like three years, but we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I want to know from yeah. you first. What was that shift then? What was the shift for you that started to say, all right, like this is not the validation. This is not the fulfillment. There is something more. And I know that's inside of me. Now it's time to make something of that. What was, what was that moment for you that was like, all right, time to, to stop living like this? Mm. Good, great question. Um, and I think for, I don't know, for some people, there may have been like an instantaneous mm. occurrence that like, oh, I get it now. No, that's, that's, not, thing. that's not a thing. You don't all of a sudden get it. <laughs> it's a multitude of experiences. Mm. And it's just, it's the memories that you build, right? Because we're all a product of the memories that we've built. Yeah. I started to realize that the more capable I acted, the more I, you know what I mean? The more I felt respected and um, the more things were working to my favor. Mm. And it was really, um, you know, a lot of it is my husband. A lot of it is my husband. When he met me, just like I told you, he felt like he um, found found out about Bitcoin, right? (laughs) So he treated me super valuably. Yeah. So I know like a lot, there's might be people who are listening to this going like, I don't need a man. Um, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Uh, Sheila Ferrari, like the car really did. So he treated me with respect. He saw me as valuable. Yes. Um, and he showed you almost that, that respect and validation that wasn't fleeting. Like, maybe mm-hmm. what you were experiencing before, you know, he, he gave you that taste, I suppose, which is, which yeah. is probably, yeah, no, I get that. What, mm-hmm. so obviously it wasn't just like that, that, like you said, there's not just one moment that's like, all right, well, that was the day, that was the minute, but what was the follow through? How did you get yourself to start going, all right, now I need to do the mm-hmm. things because you were in a lot of patterns, obviously that was self-destructive. What was, yeah. what was the thing that got you to actually follow through with changing your life and turning things around? Because I think that a lot of women listening to this, they like to make the decisions, right? And, and state the preferences. And when we do that all the time, we're like, all right, today's the day things change. All right, I'm in this pattern, not anymore, but then we're falling back into it. What was that? What did that follow through look like for you? And how did you get yourself to follow through? 
man, I really think it was God just putting me at a place where there was no safety net. You know, um, I heard, yeah, just burn. You, okay. you got to burn the boat. Oh, you got to burn the boat. As Chris Harder says, like set it on fire. And if it's not there, if it's not there, if there is no net, you will fly. Yes. You will, tr- you have to trust that you are going to turn into the woman that you need to be when you need it. Only when you need it though. If there's, if there's no need, you are going to sit. You're going to sit, you're going to go to clubs with your cleavage out because there's no need. But I just got to a point where there was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to be 30. I don't have, you know, I just got to that place where there was just no choice. It was this, or I truly felt to my core that I would be nothing. Oh, I, I would be nothing. I, I love that what, what you just said that that was that is such gold. I, I believe that to my very core as well. That there is something about urgency, something if you do not have an option, I promise you you will fucking make something happen. If there is the moment you're giving yourself an option, that now you're trying to make something happen. You know, when when that when that when that option's gone, now you're not trying, now you're doing it or you're not doing it. You know, it's 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 yes. I think that is that is such gold. I always say to people over and over again, the, the fastest way to success or the, fa- the thing that you can do to propel yourself forward the fastest is rip that safety net from underneath you. Because I promise you will find out what you're fucking made of. You will become that person you need to be. I love that. I think that's just, that is so, so, so good. So, and it doesn't change either. Like it doesn't change. I'm doing that stuff like that now. Like I just, I just booked, I just put down the deposit right now for a venue in Santa Monica for an event that I swear I'm going to throw in March of 2020, right? I just did it. I'm like, oh, holy crap. There I go again, you know, but just you, it's gonna, it has to happen. Yes. I, love I, gave, that. I, I gave the money away. Yeah. It now has to, and it will, because I did that, it will. And I trust that. Yeah, I love that. That's so important. So yeah, as I was saying, um, we have like a multi-million dollar business here. That happened in three years. Talk Mm -hmm. to me about that. What do you credit the speed of that success to? Because when you went into it, was that the plan? Was it like, all right, three years time, multi-million dollar business, let's do it. You know, like. (laughs) No, no, that wasn't the plan. My plan was to, um, make the same living as that of a preschool teacher because it was either permanent makeup or um, be a preschool teacher, believe it or not. It was like, I was at a crossroads and I was like, I need a big girl job. I need a job that's like going to be like, you know, like an everyday thing, like forever and ever. Um, and I really, I was looking into um, being accredited for, cause I love kids. So I was like, I can do this. And then I was like, wait a second, wait a second. And then I saw this lady that was doing my permanent makeup and I was like, her job, her life is fun, is cool. Yeah. Her life is good. Like I could live that life. And I was like, and no, you know what? I can make this hotter. <laughs> I can make, I can give this some sex. Yeah. So anyway, I got my model friends to promote me and everything. So the question was, what was the, uh, how was it so fast? Yes. Um, yeah. You know what? I think it's just my personality of just like trying things over and over again. Like the, process of trial and error. I don't sit around waiting for things to work for me. Oh, I love that. Yes. I I don't, I don't, I think worrying, even though we all worry, worrying is not a good investment in your success. Yes. So just every single day, every single day, it would be like, okay, this is what I'm doing today. That's not working. I would think of something else. I would just like action, 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 action. That's why I I preach action all the time because from everything I know, that's the only thing, that's the only thing that's given me success. And it's just constant, constant trial and error. Like you can't, I really think just like sitting there, not investing in your business, worrying about it is such a waste of time. Like Mm -hmm. you can, you can try three new different things for your business every single day. You can try Facebook ads. You can try DM marketing. You try influencer marketing. You can try podcasting. Like there's so many things you can do. We almost have no excuse. I love, I love that you said that because 
you are the epitome of I've got no excuse. I, I just need everyone to understand, you know, when you were starting your business, things were not the same as how it is now. Things were not as easy. That that's the reality. I know that you were you were YouTubing how to code your website and you were like making it all happen all by yourself. Like an excuse did not exist for you. You just like did the shit that needed to be done. You did the fucking thing every single day. And there are so many little first world excuses that creep into our lives now that are holding us back. So where did where did that ability to say absolutely fucking no to every single excuse that came your way come from? Was that just in your speed and in your momentum of I'm doing the thing and, and I, I'm not available to that? Or what was that? Do you think that was innately in your personality? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, or um, so the question was, where did it come from? That the speed, the speed of it all. Yeah, I think maybe it was my example. It was my example. It was the example of my father, who's an immigrant. I'm an immigrant too. Yes. He, we came here mm-hmm. um, when I was eight years old, and he took us from a two-bedroom apartment with no real walls in a bad part of town. And there was like ten of us. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. no real walls. It was really weird. It was like holes. It was like almost like a divider (laughs) and we had a curtain divider. I remember from one of the rooms. Um, And so he has a thick Filipino accent. He wasn't educated here. He came here with very little money and he decided to sell used tools in a van um, at, in our apartment complex. He decided to refurbish them and he would sell them on the weekend on the swap meet. So he like figured it out. He came here with no plan. Get it out. Right. Yeah. And he just like, I just, that's why I think everything is figure outable. So here's the thing. Like, I think for a lot of people, the rules of society, again, I hate saying that, but anyway, the rules are basically you pick a major when you're in high school, you pick a major and that is what you are going to die doing. And if you pick a good one, like being a lawyer or a doctor, that is safety, that is security, that is happiness. I saw my dad Here's the thing. They kept pushing college on me. I remember that. They kept pushing college on me, but then I knew that their example was a lot louder. Like the way they lived their lives was much louder than their words. So I'm, it didn't make any sense to me why you want me to go to college when you didn't effing follow the rules and now look at you. So I was like, I I never thought I needed to play by those rules. Yeah. I love that. That's really, really good. I think, yeah. So I think it goes back to that, that whole thing of, you know what, you got up every single day and you did stuff like you just were not available for the distractions. You got up every single day and you did the stuff you needed to do. It's, it's that bias towards action. You know, it's, it's doing the thing. And I love that. I speak about that all the time. So that's, that's awesome. That's great. So another thing about you is you have this thing where you're like, yes, it's going to be scary. I'm going to do it anyway. And that is, that is like your big thing. Like how, how did you get past that fear, past that opinion of others? Because that's a huge thing. That is a massive thing. And it's huge for everyone, you know, like not wanting people to see you fail, not wanting, you know, just th- those opinions. What, what was it in you that, what did you start doing to get past that? So it's a couple of different things. Um, the fear of what people think is real. Mm-hmm. It's real and it's still real to this day. Um, but here's the thing, like you will, you will attract those that you are for and you will repel those that you are not for. Yes. And you will attract and repel no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You will, if, if I played it small, I would attract a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. If I played it big, I would repel a certain type of person mm-hmm. and vice ver- versa. If you already know that some people are going to like you and some people are not, you know, it just depends on who, who are you trying to please? Yes. So is it, is it people in your family that don't understand what you're doing, don't understand entrepreneurship? Is it, is it, or is it the woman that really needs to hear your message that is begging for you to speak your truth, your truth, your story is their medicine? Yes. Oh, I love that. See now, that kind of mindset, that comes from a place of massive confidence. That is, that is fierce confidence in yourself. Mm. 
how do you think, or what do you think it was that, that gave you that confidence now? What, what do you think you use to protect that confidence? Because obviously in today's day and age, you've got to be protecting that confidence all the time. Your confidence, especially when you're putting yourself out there, especially when you're doing these things that invite people's opinions in, how did you protect your confidence in those situations? How did you build that foundation of your confidence? It's, First of all, this word confidence thing, like what is that? Is that a real thing? Like I question my own confidence every single day, but that's a great question, Courtney. And my answer to that is you have to realize that it's not about you. Yeah. If you are so inward that it is about you, you will crumble. You will be the most insecure person in the room. But when you go outward and you lead with service and you tr- you're truly you're truly like this is not about me, let me help you. This is about you. Yeah. You, you it gives you so much more courage and and confidence to speak your truth because you're leading with love. It's others first, you second actually makes you look more confident. Isn't that weird? Oh, I love that. So it's that that contribution. And I suppose obviously your bias towards action, that obviously gives you immense confidence in yourself, I suppose as well. But, but I love that. It almost, it almost puts a whole different spin on confidence. Like you said, like, what is that word? And it's like, when you think of it like that, when you, when you think of it from that place of, of, when I contribute, it's not about me. It's not about me. So why, why must my self-esteem be on the line for it? Like that's yeah. almost, oh, that's almost like such a beautiful new perspective on that. I really, really love that. So kind of going back to how you were and what you became, that was a process of completely transforming who you were. That was literally listening to that part of you that went, this is what I have the potential to be. And then letting her run the show, you know, that was like reinventing yourself. How did you start that process? What, what did that sort of look like for you? I've really reinventing the, the person that you were stripping down that old you and building up the new you. It's more like unlearning things. It's not learning new things. It's just like unlearning things and learning to get quiet and really listen to who you are. It's not about, so a lot of times, you know, we're in a, we're in an age of information, 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 but like, who are you when you truly quiet down? What is your soul telling you to do? And there comes a point where in a woman's life where you stop listening to the other voices and yours just becomes the loudest. And what, what does that or what transforms that into the loudest voice? There isn't one moment that I can pinpoint, Mm. but I just know that action breeds clarity. So if you're like kind of like clouded and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like just start moving. Just start moving. Just do it. Just do it one day at a time. Like take one step. And as you build your business, as you, you know, think about the words you're going to say when you quit your job or as you, I don't know, go to your fertility appointments, like it'll just come together. Like all of these things that are scary, like building a business, quitting your job, having a baby, moving out of your house, whatever it is, just don't retract and it'll just it'll just come and just learn to be quiet and really listen to what your soul wants you to do today, how your soul wants you to serve others today. And a lot of it too is knowing that even though you don't feel like showing up, Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel like showing up, listen to your feelings, just ride your feelings and you need to show up number one for yourself. Yeah. Number one for your, yeah. That I, I really, really love that. It's like, get to know yourself, like get tight with yourself, you know, like really dig into that, then get so focused and just do the thing. Like, I love how everything that you're saying comes back to almost what sounds like the core of how you live. And that is just action. Like, oh my gosh, wake up and do the fucking thing because that's what it is. Like yeah. the what you do, I, and what you do is really what you believe. Yeah. That's what I think. Cause it's not what you say. Yeah. It's it, so you can journal this, you can meditate this, but what you do is what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That is, that is so freaking good. Absolutely love that. Um, 
All right. So you mentioned a little bit just now that you kind of looked at this, the, the whole beauty industry and, and or, or, or rather, you know, permanent makeup industry. And you're like, all right, I'm going to make this hot. I'm going to make this a thing because <laughs> it was not much of an industry. It was not much of a cool thing. You know, when you were starting out, what gave you the lady balls to look at that and go, all right, it's not a thing. Watch me make it a thing because I love that. That's guts, you know. What gave you that? Where did those those guts, those lady balls come from? I the minute I saw permanent makeup, the minute I got it done, I wondered why it wasn't a thing. I wondered why it was only a thing that you know older women did and didn't really speak about. Yes. I wondered from the get go, and so I'd be like, uh, "Listen, hot friends, you know, wearing school schoolgirl outfits." I'm like, "You gotta do this thing with me," and they all looked super. It. I mean, even I wasn't even a permanent makeup artist yet, but I remember I told people like, "I will. I'm getting permanent makeup." And then I remember my roommate at the time, shout out to Sarah Vegas, was like, "No way." permanent makeup i'm like yeah girl you wear your strip lashes to bed i was like what if you had permanent eyeliner i'm like wouldn't that change your life and i just saw the look on her face like what oh my gosh but she she would never get it done just because it wasn't a thing yes. you know so um i don't know i had i just had the confidence that this should be and i guess that part i have to say is nature Yes. That part of it, because I just, I saw it being marketed differently. Nobody taught me that, but I'm like this, what I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just felt like why, and now it is, why shouldn't it be cooler? Yes. We just need to get the right people who look the quote unquote right way or the people, yes. the kind of customers that I want to do it. And then after, you after that's done. That vision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, I love that because I think that a lot of the women listening to this, they are the women with the dreams that people are going to look at and be like, that's not going to happen. And it's, and it's that part of you that goes, but watch me do it anyway. You know, that pulsing desire that says maybe not for you, but I can do that. You know, it's, it's that, it's that step of nature. I really love that. I think that a lot of the women listening to that are going to resonate with the fact that you said that, you know, that was just in you. Like it was just there. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have an answer there as far, as far as like, how did that come to my head? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it was just there. I'm like, duh. <laughs> so before we actually get on to talking business, talking marketing, because you're a whiz there as well, and people are going to need some of that. I okay. want to talk about when you left your relationship because you were evolving faster than that relationship. Again, going back to the women that are listening to this, they are the women that are pushing their potential. So they are the women that are likely to find themselves in a situation where maybe they're with someone, but they are speeding ahead and, and that's just not coming with them. How, what, what was the relationship like toxic or, or was it something you had to look at and be like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm moving now and now it's time for this to end. How did it get to that place? What was more difficult about it, Courtney, was that he was good. Mm -hmm. Was good? They are. <laughs> he was good. He didn't cheat on me. He didn't beat me. He wasn't verbally abusive. He was good mm. enough. Yes. But I just knew that I wasn't just born for good. I was born for great. Yes. Yeah. And that made it harder. I'm like, please. I'm like, could you, not that I would wish this truly, but like, could you do something more obvious? Yes. Like, I you know what I mean. <laughs> Can you please do something more obvious? Give me a reason, man. <laughs> give me a bigger, like, you know, like here, here is a prostitute. I'm going <laughs> to, here. Like, I <laughs> do it. <laughs> do something terrible that way it'll be easier for me but and and that's the thing you know you gotta know you gotta leave good for great yes. you know you have to you have to allow yourself to believe that you are born for incredible things and if you have one life to live that's why see I tell my husband this too like my present husband now like you know that's why you know I'm really freaking into you because I've done it before <laughs> <laughs> and you do it again. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid. I like, you know what I mean? I'm not afraid to leave. It's okay. I am afraid, but like yeah. I would leave a situation where I, um, that wasn't optimal. Level. Yeah. You love yourself on that level that says, I, I know what I want. I know what I'm worth. And if I'm not getting it, well, I'm gonna go find it. You know, I think that's, that's important for everyone listening to this. Maybe 
if you're in a relationship right now and you're starting to feel that or you've been in a relationship for a while and you know your growth is happening faster than their growth is happening or maybe you're going to find yourself in a situation like that in the future whether it's a partner or a friendship or whatever and you know you are progressing you have to understand you've got to love yourself a little bit more than you love the comfort of where you are because things are going to propel in your life a hell of a lot more if you are in your lane with you where you need to be loving yourself on that level setting that standard because like Sheila was saying now you know when you set that standard of hold up. Like if this is not living up there, I can leave. Like I've done it before. I know that I have that in me to let things go. If they're not adding to my life in that extraordinary way, like that's, that's a powerful thing. I really just wanted us to, to quickly touch on that one, because I think that a lot of people like you and I, a lot of women, like you and I, a lot of women listening to this, that's, that's gonna, that's likely to pop up at some point, you know, even if it's not a romantic relationship in friendships, you know, if you are pushing your potential every day and the people around you aren't doing that, you can't be afraid to move along by yourself until you find those that are in that lane with you, you know, pushing their own potential. So I think that's hard too, especially if you're into self-development. Yes. If you're into self-development and personal growth to be with a partner who is not. Yes. I really feel for the, for those people who are in that situation because I don't, it's, it's very difficult. And I just want everybody to know who might be in that situation that I was confused. I wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, okay. It wasn't like a clean, yes. mm-hmm. like super moral, like, okay. So Chris, I realized that I'm growing at a lot faster yeah. rate than you. So I'm going to leave you now. No, no, yeah. no. It was more like, I don't know. Oh my God. I love but I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm going to move out for a little while. And then, you know, like if you're having thoughts of that ladies, like that's probably what it is. It's Mm -hmm. the conversation of, of, I'm growing at a lot faster of a rate. I don't think you're going to be able to keep up because I can feel it in my soul. And like, you know what I mean? But so it's messier, it's more complicated. So I don't judge people who. Absolutely. are going through this stuff yeah like you said you know if if it's still good like it's still so good it's still so comfortable no one no one cheated no one no one hit anyone like it was just oh like we're happy but not happy enough you know yeah 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 i get that yeah and yeah like you were saying you know like for those that are in that situation know that it's normal know that you know (laughs) sheila didn't have the clean break most don't have the clean break it's not the way it works so cut yourself a little bit of slack if you're not right up and ready to just pack your bags and leave because it doesn't have to it doesn't have to you don't have to have it that clean it's it's again same thing action breeds clarity i left him slowly yes Oh, and that sucks for him, right? Yeah, Chris, I'm sorry, but you're happier now if you're listening to this. I'm glad you are, and so am I. Um, I left him slowly, but there's that, just that, it's also knowing yourself, listening to that voice, listening to that voice and just trusting that just, if you just move, it will become clear. It will become super clear. Yeah. I love that. All right, well, thanks for for taking us down that road a little bit. I really, really, really love that. So... (laughs) Let's shift yeah, back to back to business. All right. Let's do I it. wanna know. I wanna know your failures and your mistakes in the beginning because the beginning is that hard part where nobody knows what to do. And yes, action breeds confidence. But what were some of the mistakes that you just wish somebody would have freaking told you in the very beginning? A lot. Um, oh my God. Should I write this down? I'm not writing it down. Um, the first thing <laughs> the first thing is I didn't pay attention to acquiring knowledge, Mm -hmm. not as much. I paid attention to my gut instincts, okay, which is something I did right. I paid attention to people's patterns. I felt like I knew people's patterns, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to sales. Sales is psychology. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And if you're aware of um, people's psychological patterns, you'll be good at sales. But here's the thing. Had I just picked up a sales book, God forbid at the time, I would have been like, oh, that's the thing that I know innately in a formula. Oh, like not acquiring enough knowledge in the beginning. I feel like I would have um, been smarter with a lot of things, although I did fine. Um, The other thing is, oh my God, I have so much regret about scarcity mentality. 
scarcity mentality and not collaborating with people in my field. I had, I have a lot of regret about that, um, about looking at other women as competition. I did. I did. And I can tell you that it doesn't make sense now. Yeah. Now, it, and now I, it's so clear to me that the business owners that did collaborate mm-hmm. um, in the end made more money, you know, and there, there is enough to go around for everyone. I really thought that it was a narrow lane. Okay. Like, like the Sepulveda Pass. If you live in LA, you know what that is. Anyways, I thought it was a narrow lane and you, there was a traffic jam. But that's not what it was like, you know. Um, it was more like a vast garden, yes. with with beautiful, bright sunlight, and everybody's plant grew, you yes. know, far away from each other. And everybody, if it's that's what it is, that yes. is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not even making that up because it'll feel good to think that way. That it, it's actually what it is. Literally, yes, I love that. So. I have lots of regret about that. Um, wish I would have made friends sooner and been less scared of women. Yeah. Um, but I guess I went through that so that I can teach you guys now that like, dude, if there's somebody that you're like a little bit hesitant of becoming close with because they're in the same industry as you, like nip that in the bud now. I swear, if you just reach out, yeah. if you reach out, you will in you will make more money. You will feel supported because she's probably the only one who knows what you're actually going through. Yes. And you, you build each other up. It sounds so corny, but like for real though. Because I support each other. I agree with that. I think, I think I also learned that kind of the hard way. It gets lonely. It sucks. If you're trying to do it by yourself, find yourself some girls, find yourself some women doing what you're doing. It makes a difference. And like you said, there is more than enough to go around. And bottom line is people in the same industry as you, your, your clients are not going to connect with, with that coach. And this coach is not going to connect with that client and understand that there is something about, you know, who you're hiring, whatever it's for, you know, whether it's beauty or like Sheila does, you know, whatever it is, you know, there are people that are your people. There are people that are her people. Her people are going to be her people. Your people are going to be what is meant for you cannot miss you and we have to get into that mentality do you understand the incredible power that comes with joining forces with women that are like you there is something that it does to what you believe about what you can do as well which i think that that was a real game changer for me is is having those people who are like me similar to me in my corner that's something that builds up how you feel about what you can do a lot faster than not surrounding yourself with those people or surrounding yourself with people who aren't like you. You're not going to feel understood. And you're, it, it kind of veers your focus off a little bit, you know, like it, it, if you're not in that bubble the whole time with those kinds of people, you know, it does, it shifts your focus. So the people you surround yourself with and, and, and holding hands with women that do what you do and do things like you do things that is going to get you there so much faster. And like Sheila was saying, make your more money, which is what we all want. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Um, and it's, it's collaboration is the shortcut. Yeah. It's the shortcut. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, whether it's collaboration with um, a colleague or a mentor, yeah. So it's like, that's how information is transferred. This world isn't changed. Every single time that I've been changed, it wasn't through a law. It wasn't through a quote I read. Not really. It was through relationship. Like mm-hmm. I told you, I met my husband. He valued me. He saw more in me. Mm-hmm. It was through relationship. And then I, I took that permanent makeup class. My old teacher mentored me to where I am and so on and so forth. Like we're changed and we're improved through the refining of each other. Yes. I love that. And now as you were saying that, I was just kind of thinking back on my own journey of like the, just the angels that have been in my life. And like you said, it is that, Hey, you know, like these, these, these people and these relationships and these networks, that's where the magic happens. That's where the fast stuff stuff happens. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're reinventing that wheel the whole time. Like we are, we're, we're going along these processes and wasting our time. Like, oh, that is so good. That is so, so important. I really love yeah. that. Yeah. So one thing that I, that I say to you just now, and, and one thing that everybody who follows you will know about you is you are so <laughs> real and you're just so wrong. Really? Just so <laughs> okay. 
yeah, it is the best. And and I, I love that. I love that about you. I mean, from from the get-go, when I first even heard about you, like months and months ago, I was like, this woman, you know, she comes on there, she's not perfect. And everybody loves that about you, you know, like you'll, you'll come on there and you'll make mistakes. And, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about you and, and the most phenomenal things about you, that authenticity. I want to know what you think your authenticity has done in scaling your business because we need more reasons to be authentic. Um, mm. Give us more reasons to be authentic. Give, give these women listening to this more permission and more understanding as to why their authenticity is the thing that is going to scale them. Uh, oh my God. Oh my God. So much to say about this topic. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Oh my God. I'm so sick and tired of just business pages that are just all about business. Like it's no, like your story. I'll say it again, like a broken record. Your story is your million dollar weapon. It is my million dollar tip. Yes. Tell your freaking story. Who are you? Who are you? Are you a product? Are you a bottle? Are you a a spray tan bottle? What are you? You're a human for crying out loud. Like there are so, so many pages out there that have attention Mm. and they could be utilizing that attention for so much more at least to make people not feel alone. Mm. And if you're worried that, you know, I'm asking you to spill your dirty laundry and talk about your ex the way I did. No, not even that, not even that, but talk about something meaningful. Yeah. How's that? How about a, a meaningful conversation you had with your girlfriend, an article you read that really brought you to tears, mm-hmm. a movie you watched that really resonated with your soul and told you something about life. Mm-hmm. Like why else would people follow you yeah. if you just have pretty pictures of your product and that's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. be a real human. Authenticity to me has helped me in business. I think especially when I was dealing with clients on a personal level, because in the beginning I wasn't doing that as much. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I got like all these like influencers to promote me for free. Mm -hmm. Um, because I talked to them myself, I talked to them myself and, um, and I spoke hottie. (laughs) I spoke hot. <laughs> that helped my my market research during that time when I was waiting tables helped. <laughs> um, but I th- I think that's that's a part of it. People give themselves the permission to be exactly as they are when you do. Oh yes, and you know what? Kind of diving in. Okay, we're not gonna go into too much of this right now because I want you to okay. this. Like I want you to spill on marketing in a minute. But- <laughs> okay. Going back to what you're saying, they're like sales, marketing, that's psychology. And we need to understand something about the way people work. Just on this topic right now, people are drawn to something or away from something by the way it makes you feel. So if you are connecting with someone, you are going to be drawn towards them. And people are drawn towards authenticity. People connect with authenticity. So if you're building your business, building your brand, whether it's a product or a service, whatever it is, when you're putting yourself out there in that way that people are drawn to you, People are going to give you money. People are going to buy from you. You know, that's what it's all about. That is, that is why people want to invest with you. You know, that's, that's, that's just, that's like the the foundation of all of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Haidt says that, uh, yeah, I think it was Jonathan Haidt. Jonathan Haidt says that the mind is not a logic processor. The mind is a story processor. And you you kind of like forget logic, right? right? It's like it's the way stories are the way that um, we've inspired one another, each other, and have kept our traditions over the years, over like centuries. Yeah. Storytelling is like literally the oldest trick in the book. Mm-hmm. We are drawn to stories. Hollywood is a billion gazillion dollar industry because of stories. We love stories. So tell your freaking story. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? So good. 
so freaking good. Okay. So because we are running super tight on time, we're going straight okay. into marketing because you're, you are so good at this. You are, you are just excellent at this. You know so much on this. So I'm going to give you absolutely zero guideline. I'm going to say, tell us how to market on social media. <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> give me your best stuff right now in like a short period of time because everyone building their business or building their brand is likely doing it online at some point in some way. So other than storytelling, what are maybe your top like few tips that, that you would tips. Yeah, give to someone in like a... How much time do I have? <laughs> um, oh, let's go for it and, and I'll, I'll start speeding okay. up if need be. Okay. <laughs> um, number one, poetic doesn't sell. Yes. It doesn't sell. You need to speak directly to a known problem, yes. to a known problem, a Googleable problem. Um, and you should use that in your ad copy, in your caption copy, in your website copy, and when you're doing stories and when you're doing videos, you should be selling to a known problem. The only reason why women, if, if women are your clients, men too, but most, I study women. I love women. So the only reason why women buy is for one simple reason alone is that can you help? Can you help? Period. Period. Every single time I've bought something, it's been an emotional purchase. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it has helped alleviate some sort of pain point in my life. Solve my problem. Yeah, just whether it, it's this volume spa candle that I have back here or this beautiful podcast microphone that goes with my decor, it has helped solve a problem. Mm. And you have to know, number one, you have to know your ideal customer. Yeah. You have to know her intimately. I'm not just talking like her demographic uh, and her age and like where she comes from. Nothing like that. I, I, I'm saying know her intimately. I want you to know her so well, study her so much that you know what keeps her up at night, yes. that you know what she's Googling in her search bar, mm -hmm. that you know what her pains are, her deepest pains. And you also know the exact, the exact verbiage that she's using to describe her pain, yes. not what you assume it is. Yeah. But whatever it is you're trying to sell, like, is what problem does your product or service solve? And I would do a lot of research on that because I think what people do is they jump the gun, they build the website, they build the funnel, they build the email marketing list, whatever it is, before they're doing the market research, not on like a book, no, actual people, actual people. So I would definitely spend some time in Facebook forums where people are talking about this problem. Uh, what are people YouTubing? Like go to a YouTube video that perhaps solves the same problem that you're trying to sell. Look at the comments and I would write down exactly what people are saying. And I would, and I would take those exact words and put them in a Word document or my notes. I put them in my notes and it would, it's a Word document of all of the ways that my ideal customer explains this problem. So good. And use that in your copy. So, so much of this is, is literally it's knowing, knowing that, that ideal customer to the T, like knowing exactly what she's, she's Googling, knowing exactly, you know, know her so freaking well so that you're intimately you know, with everything. Yes. I love that. I really, really think that's really, really good. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> so that's, that's what I can give you in a nutshell is knowing who your ideal customer is. I, that. I think that's really, really important. A known problem, not being, you know, knowing that poetic doesn't sell. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if your website's pretty, if your logo is pretty, people aren't buying your logo. Okay. They are fixing something in their lives. It's so much simpler than we're making it. Yes. That is so, so true. That is, it is so much simpler than we make it. Marketing, right. all of it, it really is. Like, okay, give us, give us something real quick. I want to ask you, what is at this point in time the best way to be marketing? Is it stories? Is it posts? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it all of the above? What do you think it is at the moment? Again, it boils down to where your ideal customer is. Where is Gretchen? Where's Gretchen Wiener? Is the Gretchen Wiener is my ideal client. 
client. Like, what is she doing? Is she on stories? Is she on Facebook? Like, you know, I think, I, I think some market research on that would be great. Like my ideal customer is on Instagram. Yes. My ideal customer listens to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And it's, it's wherever, it's not where you are. Yes. It's not where you are. It's where, where are they? And I'm hearing BT dubs that there is a lot of business to be made and to be garnered on LinkedIn right now because it's kind of oh. the wild, wild west because uh-huh. there's no algorithm there. There isn't. Oh, yeah. seen. So yeah, that's another tip. So I say try all the different platforms and really get down to Gretchen Wieners and figure <laughs> out where is this bitch? Find that girl. Where is she spending her time? Where yeah. is her attention? And where Wherever her attention is, is it on bus stop ads? If it's on bus stop ads, then get your ad up there. <laughs> get um, your ads on bus stop ads. You, you are your client intimate. Yeah, you got to be. Is she taking the bus to work? Because if she is, you better put your face on that bench. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. That's really, really good. So kind of like putting that all into like a little bit of a nutshell there. It's, it's first of all, get really authentic, right? Get that connection. Then know who you're connecting with down to the freaking bone. Know exactly who she is. Know her problems and solve her problems because that is quite literally how simple it is. And make her know you're solving her problems. Don't sell her the airy-fairy stuff because the airy-fairy stuff doesn't tell her you're solving her problems. Tell her you're solving her problems, right? That's the (laughs) airy-fairy. Tell her you're solving your problems so she's going to know you're solving your problems. I think that's really, really good. So before I ask you our last question, where can everyone find you, work with you, Instagram? I'll put all the links in the show notes, but tell everyone so long. Thank you, Courtney. Um, by the way, you are so pretty. I love pretty oh girls. Goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. So are you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. It's like having a pretty therapist. <laughs> You're giving me therapy right now. You're making me talk. I'm like, oh, my therapist is so pretty. Um, so where can people find me? Yes. Um, I love the gram. If I'm your ideal client, I love spending time on the gram. It's yes. at real Sheila Bella, real S-H-E-I-L-A, B-E-L-L-A, not Sheila Ferrari like the car <laughs> anymore. Um, oh, I love that girl. <laughs> anyway, she meant so well. Um, yeah, Sheila, Be- real Sheila Bella. Uh, and you can also find me on my podcast. It's called the Pretty Rich Podcast. Um, or just uh, the link on the one in the show notes as well. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, all the places. Um, and SheilaBella.com. Duh. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. So I want to know if you were to put one skill, one tool, one concept, you were to give someone one piece of advice. Mm-hmm. that you credit your success to, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Not to put you on the spot or anything, but... No, it's cool. That's, that's, that was my job today. <laughs> Spotlight time. One thing that I could credit my success to is grit. 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 Love it. Freaking love it. Do, do, yeah. do the fucking thing. That's what it is to do it. Just be gritty about it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I yeah, love that. Thank you so much for coming on and for giving so much value. And you are just so fantastic. Like, I love you so much. We're going to do more of this at some point because I think you're just so great. I love your story. I love what you're about. I love your authenticity. I love how freaking real you are. And you're also drop dead gorgeous. But everyone will uh, will see that. Yeah, she's got two kids. I feel like that needs to be a thing that I just announce before everyone goes and Stunning, you are like two kids, like Aww. just by the way. Um, but I was like, late today because of those little buggers. <laughs> shame, shame. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome, Courtney. I hope to connect with you again soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>